Welcome to Cheers to Home Ownership. Cheers, guys. My name is Amy Trim. I'm a loan officer here in Washington State. And I'm Kathleen Facey. I'm a realtor here in Washington State. And really, this podcast is all about everything to do with home ownership from buying, selling, refinancing, and just owning a home. We'll be interviewing all the professionals involved as well. Kathleen and I have been teaching home buyer classes for eight years now. Our classes cover the 23 benchmarks that go into buying a home. Even though this podcast allows us to dive deeper into all aspects of homeownership, we are starting off with buying. So in the first two episodes, we covered first selecting your home buying team captains, the loan officer and agent, and then getting pre-approved. So what's the next step after getting pre-approved, Kathleen? It's to find your co-captain. That's right. Your realtor in the home search process. That's right. So correct me if I'm wrong, but there's more to the process than just searching for a home, right? Oh, you're correct. This process includes the buyer consultation, searching for the home, making offers, reaching mutual acceptance uh, with the seller, and then getting your keys. That's right. Okay, cool. So I'm going to interview you as the professional realtor (laughs) and, you know, just a few questions and then we'll end with a fun question. Okay. As we always do. Okay. So since the start of the home search process is the buyer's consult, what does that meeting look like? What does that consultation look like? Mm, That's such a great question. So every real estate broker should do this. They should provide a buyer's consult for their buyer, especially if they're dealing with a first time home buyer. Um, But even if not, I think it, it's a time for you to set expectations. So um, a buyer's consult, my team and I do this every time it can be in person and it could, or it could be on Zoom or over the phone, depending on the schedule of the client, right. the prospective client. We'd love to do it in person, though, if it's, if it's an option. And so in that buyer's consult, we're going to talk about what to expect in this process. We're going to talk about, um, you know, looking into your options and what those are and what you're looking for. We talk about, you know, if you've been pre-approved and if not, then we we turn the table and we say, well, it's important for you to get pre-approved first. So now I need to refer you to a captain. That's right. <laughs> whoop, whoop, the loan officer. The loan officer, yes. Um, but we're hoping that they're already pre-approved when they do come because usually we've set this up properly. But just in case, so that could happen. So now we talk about that loan officer and who they're working with and the loan program. And then we just talk about what they're going to expect with the searching and just expectations. Awesome. I think that's important to set those expectations, but it sounds like it's a really good opportunity to make sure you're set up for success on the first step. Right. Because now, you know, Amy and I talk, we talk about this, don't we? In our home buyer workshop is that you really should interview a real estate agent. Absolutely. So even if they were referred by a friend or family member, that's the best way to find someone, of course, mm-hmm. or someone that you already know. But you want to make sure that they're going to, they're going to be able to work the hours that you need them to, that they are a specialist in the type of uh, purchasing requirements that you need, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So this gives you an opportunity as the buyer to find out if they really are a fit for you and for the real estate agent the realtor, the same thing to make sure that you're setting those expectations and that you realize that they're a good fit for you too. I think that's great. Cause I mean, if, if I were a buyer and I just 
hired a realtor that was referred or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm, you know, off to the races and I just, you know, expect them to find a home for me without really giving a lot of details other than, you know, one or two pieces, you know, th- that, that might not end up being a good match. Right. Or it may take a while for you guys to feel each other out. Right. So I think it's really good that you guys do that on your team. It so, does set everyone up for success. Yeah, for sure. exactly. So after the buyer's consult, the next step is searching for the home. Yes. What goes into that? Okay, so, you know, in that buyer, buyer consult, we've talked to, um, with them about their options. So what are you looking for in the home? Do you need two bedrooms, three bedrooms? What square footage are you looking for? Um, do you need a garage? Do you want land or not? Do you want to take care of a yard or not? <laughs> you know, so that sort of thing. It's what a lot areas? of work. Right. <laughs> It is, you know. Yes. Um, And so also, you know, what areas are you looking in? And then what we do is we put all that information in and search for them. Now, I know most people, even in the start of their home buying journey, even if there's 30 days out, six months out, two years out from wanting to buy, they're already looking online. Oh, I'm sure. Yes. They are. Confession time. Everybody is. Yes. So when they're looking at online, they're probably looking at some of the main places like Zillow or maybe even Redfin. Um, But there are other, you know, there's Remax, there's all these different sites online that they can be looking at. Mm -hmm. And the great thing about that is that it will give that buyer an idea of what their options are, price points in certain areas. But one thing is when you're looking at let's say Zillow um, or realtor.com or some of these other sites, you know, one thing that they don't do that is important is a real estate agent has access to in Washington state, the MLS multiple listing service. Mm -hmm. And the reason this is important to a buyer or prospective buyer, or it should be is that see, we have rules we have to follow. So when we list a property, we have to give that properties, uh, status. status, Yeah. Their status with every step. And what I mean by status is when it's active, that means it's available to a buyer, but then when it goes into contract, it could be pending, pending inspection could be contingent. It could be sold. And so all of those different aspects mean that it's in contract or no longer available. But some of those reasons, some of those things, when they are in contract, those could be still opportunities for a buyer. But when you're looking at homes online as a prospective buyer, mm-hmm. most of those sites want to keep you looking at their sites. Yeah. So if homes move quickly or there's not as much homes available, they're still going to show those homes that are sold or right. that or are pending. in contract. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And so it's so frustrating for a buyer. Now, if I'm working with a buyer I want them to still look online. Again, like I said, it's so important because it's giving them access and they're excited. They need to be looking at stuff. It right. keeps them, their energy flowing, but it also <laughs> keeps them, um, you know, really engaged in what is important to them. Oh, and, right. and so we will look as your real estate agent for properties for you. And when we find something, we'll send it to you. We send it via email uh, so that you can see what we're looking at, make sure it's a fit for you. But also when you find something as a prospective buyer, you want to send it to your real estate agent too, Mm -hmm. because we're going to check to make sure that it's available 
number one. Oh, right. <laughs> right. Um, but we're also going to make sure it meets your financing criteria. Uh, thank you. Yes. Thank you for that. You know, because Amy, you can, you can uh, contest to this, that when a home is listed, that doesn't mean it's available for you based on the financing that you're approved for. Because right. you can be pre-approved, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean this home's going to work in your pre-approval. Right. Every home's condition is different and every loan program or financing type is different. Right. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. So we're going to make sure it meets, it meets your financing criteria. Now in a past podcast that we've done, I talked about my experience. I've been a real estate agent now for eight years. I was a loan officer for 15 years. So I kind of know if a loan if a home is going to meet a financing criteria, but not all real estate agents do, but that's okay. They don't have to always have my experience, but what they do need to be able to do is communicate with their captain, with their loan officer, with, and that's the buyer's loan officer. Right. Okay. Because then they can communicate and they can make sure together of what they should be looking for in a home and what are red flags, right? Oh, yes. And actually, we're going to be talking about those red flags in our next episode. So stay tuned to that. Yes. Okay. So yeah, so we're going to do that search process for them. And then we'll get them in to look at homes, schedule the appointment for them, and be there with them to make sure that that home's a good fit. It sounds like this is a great opportunity or um, part of the process where you get to funnel like, you know, their dreams and hopes and they think they know what they want to buy or they have an idea. And then as you guys actually go out and look at homes, you narrow that search. I thought (laughs) when you were saying that, I'm like, no, Amy, we're not going to kill their dreams and hopes. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) But we are going to make it more realistic in some fashions, right? Right. Right. But it sounds like it'll give you as the agent a really good opportunity to to see how they react to the different homes right? and then have further conversations of, you know, oh, I, I thought I wanted this, but actually I'm open to this. Yes, because that's one thing. When you talk about your options and what you're looking for in a home with your real estate agent, don't be surprised if those <laughs> options change. Yeah. The criteria can change a little once you get out there. Yeah. Because you're going to find maybe those things won't fit within your price point. Maybe there's things that you can, you can live without but always look at the home as what what can I maybe improve with this property? I mean, if maybe you can't get those three bedrooms, but down the rope, there is space for that or you can add on. Oh, or maybe you really wanted two bathrooms and there's only one. But is there a space to add a bathroom? Maybe there's a utility room, laundry room, and eventually you can add a bathroom in there because the plumbing's already there. Oh, that's so, a good point. Yeah. See, thinking outside Keep the open. box. I love it. So once they find a home that they like, what do you do? What's next? Well, so it's really important that we're communicating with the agent that's listed the home. Okay. And so we're going to find out more information of what the seller's looking for because the next step is if you're interested, we need to offer. The offer. Dun, the dun, offer. Dun. Yeah. And you know, sometimes it could be your first home you look at with your real estate agent. Mm. Don't get freaked out. <laughs> don't get freaked out because sometimes that first home, if you don't offer on it because you think there's the grass is always greener and there's going to be something else, you might end up comparing every home to that one and it may not be available next time you decide you want to go back to it. Mm. So if you're interested in something, 
Let's make the offer. Okay. So as the agent, as the realtor making an offer, you reached out to the listing agent to find out more details. Yes. Um, and then how do you how do you craft that offer or what goes into that offer? Oh, that's such a good question. <laughs> so we talk with the buyer. You know, what first a really good real estate agent is going to look at the so it's listed for a certain price, right? But let's make sure that comps. So there's comparables to that price. So we can get an idea of really what you should be offering. Is it worth that price point? Is the market supporting it? If it's been on the market for a while, maybe we will offer differently. You know? oh. um, or even if it hasn't been, you know, we'll communicate with that listing agent, find out again what the needs are of the seller. But our job is to get you the best price we can as your buyer's agent. Right. So we're going to offer, we're going to fill, we're going to talk about uh, what you need for um I'm going to talk to you about your protection. So, you know, maybe we need to do an inspection. I always highly recommend we do an inspection. Mm -hmm. There was a time that that was a little tough to do because mm -hmm. if you want an inspection, that home was probably going to be snagged up by someone else that was offering and competing and they weren't going to do an inspection. Mm -hmm. But we're getting back to a normal market. Yes. Okay. And so you can offer with inspection. So we'll offer with that contingency. Contingencies are there for your protection. They're addendums that we'll add that again, protect you so that if, when you offer, if something happens, we can hopefully get you out of the contract and get your money back. Okay. Because this is a thing. So we write an offer, mm -hmm. we submit that offer. And then if your offer gets accepted, then you'll have to deposit earnest money. And it's usually in a percentage of 1% of the purchase price. Okay. So that earnest money deposit, um, that's a that's a credit towards their down payment. That's it's right. Good faith money, right? Yeah. And you yeah. said around 1% of the offer amount. and But they don't turn that in before they make the offer. No. The offer gets accepted first from the seller. Okay. And we have mutual acceptance. Dun, dun, dun. dun. So... Mutual acceptance means what? It means that you as the buyer and the seller have come to an agreement and now it's time you're in contract and we're going to move forward through the other steps. Nice. And then that first next step is depositing your earnest money. Okay. So they should have that earnest money deposit <laughs> funds in their bank account before Absolutely. they even start this process. Absolutely. Okay. And we, we talk about that in our home buyer classes, um, you know, at the workshops about, you know, the amount and, you know, what that means. It's a credit towards your down payment. And like you said, it sounds like you could get those back if something doesn't work out with the house and your realtor has put those protections in the contract. That's right. With those addendums. Yes. Okay. So they're not stuck. No. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Fun question for you. Okay. <laughs> As a real estate broker, as, as a realtor, what is your favorite part of the home search process? Well, I know you know this. <laughs> I do. Okay. But, um, you know, it's not only finding their home. Okay. It's also the negotiating. That's my favorite part. I love it so much. Uh, a really good real estate agent should have a strategic plan. And it's always, and or be changing that. Because it's always based on the buyer, their needs, and the home they're purchasing. And knowing what the seller wants as well. Okay. Although that doesn't really matter, but we always have to put that into perspective because we need to provide a win-win, mm -hmm. which then means that our buyer will win. That's right. <laughs> get across the finish line, yeah. get those keys. Yes. 
Okay. So negotiating. So it sounds as though that upfront negotiating uh, to get the offer accepted is important. Right. But there are a lot of other negotiating that we do. So, you know, I hear this a lot. Kathleen, I can find the house on my own. Okay. So why do I need a real estate agent? Okay. Well, there are so many reasons. And, but one of them is that, you know, I had mentioned, of course, that we're going to help you with making sure it's a fit for you for that home. But also we negotiate for you. Okay. we negotiate more than one time. It's not just with the offer and getting you the best price. It's with it's throughout the transaction until we get you your keys. I think there's four, sometimes five times that we may have to go back and negotiate. Okay. There's when we've done inspection. Mm-hmm. Then there's um, with appraisal. That's true. Okay? There could be reasons we need to go back. Um, there could be changes, even though we're in contract, there could be changes with the situation. Whatever it may be, we may have to go back and negotiate again. Okay. And then also when we do our final walkthrough, sometimes we have to renegotiate okay. again. Wow. Multiple places where you need that representation. Yes. Okay. Well, I know personally, uh, I've bought a few homes over the years, <laughs> um, but I would never play a realtor on TV, let alone on my own transaction. Um, It's just, there's so much in that goes into it and laws change, real estate laws change. You know, even as a real estate agent with this background, it's so tough negotiating my own deal. (laughs) It it is so tough. And you know, I'm probably the worst client for a loan (laughs) officer, right? Because I know (laughs) it's not knowing too much to be dangerous, but when it's your own personal transaction, and I love to be strategic and I love to negotiate, but it's so hard when it's your own. There's emotions I, involved. Yeah, I need to get this house, yeah. right? So sometimes I feel like I'm going to give up the farm for it. So right. having your own representation who isn't going to be clouded with those emotions. Yes. Oh, that's yes. so, that's such a good point. Yes. Okay. So bonus question time. Ooh, Ready? Okay. Since the podcast is called Cheers to Homeownership, <laughs> If you are cheersing to homeownership, what would be in your glass, cup, or mug? Okay. This is a two-parter. Oh, okay. okay? So if it's morning or if I'm working, mm-hmm. it's an espresso. An espresso? I'm, I am stuck on Nespresso. And really? so it's it's strong. a it's a strong latte in a sense, you know, and yeah. um, and I love them. I probably drink too many a day. Ooh. We have an espresso machine in our office. Oh, okay. I'm like, that's a lot of trips to Starbucks or a no, latte stand. No, I'm on a budget. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about budget in our class. Yes. So no, I don't have a Starbucks habit. Okay. Well, I do like Starbucks once in a while, but no, that's why we got an espresso machine in the office. So I love Nespresso. To feed your addiction. Yes, got it. Strong coffee. Um, but then if it's after hours and weekends, uh, you know, some evenings, a glass of wine for sure. Okay. What kind a of good wine? glass of wine. You Red, know, white. Well, it depends on the season. Oh, okay. okay. And the weather. Mm. Summertime, it's white. I love a Chardonnay, a okay. good Chardonnay or Sauv Blanc. In the wintertime, Something yummy red. Okay. You know, a Merlot, even a Cab Blend. I'm I'm down for that. So, so you're feeding um, my list of gift items oh, for yeah. you for birthdays. Okay. <laughs> yeah, everybody heads up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> awesome. Well, we hope you um, have found this you know, episode helpful of understanding what goes into the home search process and in buying a home. We do have somebody that we're interviewing on our next episode, right, Kathleen? It's very exciting. So stay tuned for that. 
Thank you, everyone. And cheers to homeownership. Cheers, guys.